This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic with a significant announcement. Um, having recently decided to actually knuckle under and, and pay for domain hosting, the new email address of the show is going to be Caleb at RadioFreeCatholic.com. I say again, that is Caleb, C-A-L-E-B, at RadioFreeCatholic.com. You can email me any of any of the articles that you think are important, any messages that you think I should know, some corrections if I say something stupid, which, I mean, I'm human, so I'm going to say something stupid. Any and all of those things, you can email me at Caleb at RadioFreeCatholic.com. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. Exurgat Deus disipentur inimici eius, et fugianchio deronteum afacia eius. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered and let all those who hate him flee from before his face. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. Let's get started with a prayer. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Sancta Michael Arcangela, defende nos in proelio. Contra nequitiam et insidiaus diabolius de praesidium. Imperatili Deus supplicus de precamur, tu que princeps militae caelestis, satana maliosque spiritus malignos que ad perditionem animarum, pervegantur in mundo divina virtute in infernum trude. Amen. Cor Jesus sacratissimum miserere nobis, mater dolorosa, ora pro nobis, speculum justitiae, ora pro nobis, beatus carolus et domo austriae, ora pro nobis. Domine ostende facem tuum et salvierimus, Ave Maria Purissima, Immaculata Conceptio Est. Nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. So the story for this episode, and I want to go ahead and reach out to my friends in Canada. If you're listening to this podcast in Canada, I know I've actually just started, um, actually just developed some contacts in Canada, and so I'm hoping that one of them can confirm this story for me, because this is disturbing. Now, the news site I'm using is probably one of the least, quote-unquote, reputable news sites in the history of the world, at least given the amount of um, bashing that it has taken over the course of the last many years. The news site I'm using is Infowars.com. And I will tell you that those of you who are like, oh, goodness, it's Alex Jones, let me just go ahead and say that by now, if you've been listening to this podcast, the whole world owes Alex Jones an apology. Although what he's recently said terrifies the daylights out of me, and I'm hoping and I'm hoping to Almighty God that that's not true. Meaning what he just said. This, on the other hand, I'm also hoping is not true because I would much rather be, you know, I would much rather this be much ado about nothing. Because this benchmark is huge. Headline from InfoWorlds by Jamie White. Martial law. Trudeau government inst- invokes terrorism laws to seize bank accounts and crypto of Freedom Convoy supporters. Bullets. Trudeau's government has now declared massive peaceful civil rights movement in Canada as a, quote, terrorist, close quote, threat. Second bullet. If you live in Canada, your money doesn't belong to you anymore. Subline. From the article. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau granted his government emergency powers on Monday to crush the Freedom Convoy protests in Ottawa and across Canada. 
by invoking the Canada Emergencies Act for the first time ever. And I got to be honest with you, I've actually heard this part before. Trudeau gave his government carte blanche to use every available method possible to stop the, quote, terrorist, close quote, freedom convoy, including calling upon banks to freeze and seize their finances without a court order. Now, I'm going to tell you this right now. Um, anybody who can manage to put terrorist and freedom in the same sentence has got to be a wackadoo. Tweet from Breaking 911, and these guys are usually right. Breaking. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau invokes emergency powers to stop protests over COVID mandates. There's a video that I'm not going to play because this is not a video podcast. This is an audio podcast. Continuing from the article, Deputy Prime Minister and Minister of Finance, Christia Freeland, Freeland. Oh, Heavenly Father, enough with the irony. It's killing me. Deputy Prime Minister and Minister of Finance, Christia Freeland, announced that these new emergency powers will include expanding, quote, terrorist financing, close quote, rules to target crowdfunding efforts that have been supporting the Freedom Convoy. Quote, first, we are broadening the scope of Canada's anti-money laundering and terrorist financing rules so they include crowdfunding platforms and the payment service providers they use, close quote, Freeland said during Trudeau's presser. Tweet from Greg Price, who's a blue check, and I have no idea who he is, but I'll read it uh, mostly. I'm going to edit it. Oh, my effing goodness. Yes, he actually just cussed. Canada's deputy prime minister says that as a part of the Emergencies Act, they are broadening Canada's terrorist financing rules so that they cover crowdfunding platforms and cryptocurrencies to the Canadian Freedom Convoy. Back to the article, quote, these changes cover all forms of transactions, including digital assets such as cryptocurrencies, she continued. The illegal blockades have highlighted the fact that crowdfunding platforms and some of the payment service providers they use are not fully captured under the proceeds of the Crime and Terrorist Financing Act. Close. Oh, wait, no, we're not even going to close quote because it's just part of a paragraph. As of today, a bank or other financial financial service provider will be able to immediately freeze or suspend an account without a court order. In doing so, they will be protected against civil liability for the actions taken in good faith. Close quote, she added. Madre de Dios. Ah, ora por nosotros. Good Lord in heaven, this is horrifying. Quote, federal governments. This is actually all her, this is actually all her words. Marona mia. Quote, federal government institutions will have a new, a new broad authority to share relevant information with banks and other financial service providers to ensure we can all work together and put a stop to the funding of these illegal blockades. This is about following the money. This is about stopping the financing of these illegal blockades. Close quote. Uh, no, never mind. She's actually a very talkative finance minister. Continuing, we are today serving notice. If your truck is being used in these illegal blockades, your corporate accounts will be frozen. The insurance on your vehicle will be suspended, she warned. (sighs) Dear family, I hope you understand the ramifications of this measure. In other words, continuing from the article, not quoting her anymore. In other words, the Canadian government 
now considers donating to a civil rights movement a form of terrorism. Let me say that again, because this is actually very, very salient. In other words, the Canadian government now considers donating to a civil rights movement a form of terrorism. These people have just declared that truckers, the heroes of the pandemic, are now terrorists. Do you understand how brain-bent you have to be? Let me continue from the article, because I can obviously rant about this all day. Trudeau's, continuing from the article, Trudeau's government has been working tirelessly to shut down the convoy's funding and resources since the anti-mandate movement began last month, pressuring GoFundMe to suspend the convoy's funds and even seizing fuel, which we have video of this. Not just seizing fuel, but stealing firewood. Since then... The alternative crowdfunding platform Give, Send, Go has raised over $8 million for the protests, making it a target of malicious hackers who dox the donors of the Freedom Convoy. And as I understand it, also did a, did a DDoS attack on the website. I could be mistaken on that one, but I vaguely remember reading somewhere that there was a digital denial of service attack done on, on the website. <clears throat> Trudeau's unconstitutional decree was widely criticized on social media, with some calling for additional support from free, for the Freedom Convoy in the face of this unprecedented tyranny. <clears throat> Ezra Levant, uh, excuse me, Ezra Levant, a, a prominent guy from Rebel News, if I remember correctly. Trudeau, uh, Trudeau knows there's no violence among the truckers. The Ambassador Bridge was cleared easily and peacefully. It's really just peaceful protests now. The real move today is not policing. It's being able to seize opposition conservative bank accounts without a court order. And I'm glad that he caught that because that's ridiculously significant. I'm not even joking. The, the ends, the magnitude of how ridiculous this movement is, this move made by the Canadian government means that they can literally just declare that the People's Party of Canada or the Conservative Party are, ter are a terrorist organization and then freeze the assets and they won't be able to campaign for election. Now, don't get me wrong. We're not we're not we're not advocates for democracy on this on this program. But how far do they have to go before you realize these people will not be placated? The Columbia Bugle. I heard of these guys. I haven't read much of their stuff yet. Quote: They're honking and putting up minions, bounce houses, terrorists, freeze their accounts. Viva Fry, David Fryheit uh, from uh, the YouTube channel, uh, Viva Fry. Quote, don't worry, at Justin Trudeau isn't, quote, calling in the military, close quote. He's just authorizing banks to unilaterally freeze your accounts on the basis of suspicious, excuse me, suspicion alone. No court order required with legal immunity. I hope everyone realizes how much more dangerous this is than the military. Uh, Liz Churchill, for those of you who do know who she is, I've heard her, I've heard her name. I haven't actually seen a lot of her work. <clears throat> Trudeau de declared war against his own citizens on Valentine's Day. Sheila Gunn Reed, blue check on Twitter. You can't protest the government and have a bank account. This is literally what they do in Venezuela and Cuba. <clears throat> Jack Posobiec, <clears throat> Trudeau will go down in history as a tyrant. This is his legacy. 
Candace Owens, every Canadian in the country should now rally around the truckers. Food, shelter, whatever you can bring. Justin Trudeau has just declared himself the dictator of Canada and his administration is labeling peaceful citizens, quote, terrorists, close quote, to justify what comes next. Donald Trump Jr. To ensure democracy, Castro Jr. will change the law to smash the truckers. Quote, we are broadening the scope of Canada's anti-money laundering and terrorist financing rules so that they cover crowdfunding platforms and the payment service providers they use. Close quote. Walter Kim, uh, particularly those of you up in Canada might know him. I've actually never heard of this guy, but he's quoting True North. If they can simply turn off the money like this, it's not really money anymore. It's gold foil stars from the teacher. It's chocolate kisses. And that is probably the one thing that I have been hammering down on Justin Trudeau about Justin Trudeau for at least the last couple of episodes is you're literally talking about a school teacher. So of course he's going to come up with measures like this. Sheila Gunn-Reed, social credit is here. Ryan O'Connor, doesn't screwing with banking regulations by emergency order make Canada a less stable tech and capital investment climate? <laughs> Cat turd. Oh, I love this guy. This guy's actually one of my favorite guys to see in, in, in my timeline. Hitler would be proud. This isn't going to end well. Um, ooh. <laughs> another Twitter, whom another Twitterer, another member of the Twitterati, <clears throat> whom I actually don't know, is an, an anonymous account, but they have a great point. Alexa, how do I create a run on the banks? Oh, and if you're listening to this out loud and I just activated your Alexa, I'm going to ask you two questions. Well, first, I'm going to say, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. And second, I'm going to say, why do you have Alexa in your home? Sarah Carter. Canada has fallen. We need to pay attention to this. Basically, what the deputy prime minister is saying is that Canadians have no right to peaceful pro to peaceful protest and nothing is actually in their control, not their bodies, not their property, not their money. Basically, freedom is an illusion. Which, by the way, I'm so glad you finally said that because freedom is an illusion. <clears throat> Continuing from the article, very brief thing. Trudeau's authoritarianism will, wouldn't have gotten this far if Canada had a Second Amendment. And that is probably true, although I got to be perfectly honest with you, all the Second Amendment is, is a speed bump. And actually, since they mentioned the Second Amendment, we're going to take a quick branch off in that direction. For all of you out there who think that the Second Amendment actually protects you, then I want to remind you that the that the that Biden's ATF has managed to backdoor the creation of a federal gun registry by seizing the records of gun sales. From what I understand, nearly a couple hundred million records. I mean, this is like insane. Registration is the precursor to confiscation. Always is, always has been, always will be. And they couldn't get a federal gun registry. They tried. They've been trying. They know no one's going to buy into that. So they just did it in the back door anyway. Congratulations. Those of you who actually believe that we were in a free republic. I hate to point it out to you, but your pants are actually down around your ankles. And they warmed up the lube to make sure it was body temperature so you wouldn't notice that you were about to get pumped. <clears throat> I will tell you this. 
This is a crystallization point. And I say crystallization point, it's clearly it's progressing over time. A couple of weeks ago, they were like, okay, well, whatever, probably be done soon, right? And then when it wasn't, and they realized that they had 10 million Canadian dollars funded to this through through GoFundMe, they said, okay, we got to find a way to shut it down. And so the government called GoFundMe and, and they said, shut it down. And GoFundMe said, yes, sir. And they did. Although most likely they said, yes, ma'am. <clears throat> Actually, let's be real. They said, Yavol. <clears throat> then everybody moved their money. Well, GoFundMe went to seize the money in the first place, and that made them look really bad because, duh, stealing people's, stealing millions of dollars from tens of thousands of donors is, of course, a bad look. But the money is being returned in the process. It should be mostly returned by now. And all of that $8 million U.S. has been transferred over to Give, Send, Go. Thereby proving, one, the people who are funding this protest are implacable because we will have freedom. We will have our churches open. We will have our, well, I mean, you know, for what it's worth, we'll have our schools open. We're going to put away the masks. We want to be gone, done with the mask mandates, the vaccine mandates, the vaxports, all of it. We want it gone. In truth, admittedly, most of us just want it gone for the selfish purpose of returning to our normal lives and carrying on on our highway to hell, peacefully, unaware of the fact that we're going to be carrying ourselves straight to hell. <clears throat> and I gotta be perfectly honest with you, I mean, that's a good start. I don't wanna be the guy who's sitting here constantly railing, railing out into the, you know, screaming out into the darkness, you will not beat me. It gets tiring, especially since, you know, I do this podcast with my voice. The more time I spend screaming, the more likely it is I'm going to burn it out. I don't want to be the guy who's constantly actually railing against the machine, the mechanisms that have been put together by the devil himself over the last 500 years to try and take down all that is right, good, and true, and beautiful in this world. I don't want to be that guy. Here I am. Weird. I will tell you this. They conned us into, into digital banking. Because that's where, this is, that's where the core of this issue is. Is that the Canadian government has actually just shown the world that digital banking is a disaster. They could just freeze your money. They could just say, no, you're not going to spend your money the way you want to spend it. You're going to spend the money the way we want you to spend it. You're not going to be able to help your fellow man. You're not going to be able to push back against the government. You're not going to do anything except what you're told because we control all of the computers that decide whether or not you even have any money. And we've built this mechanism taxing you to death. And you didn't even know it. You think your tax rate is the 22% that you're paying to the federal government, the additional 7 or 8% that you're paying to your state, the 9% that you might be paying in sales tax, the 1.5% that you're paying in property taxes? When you add all of that up, 
more of your money goes to the government than what you get to keep. And if you think about it, the license plates on your ta- on, on your car, the registration fees, the property taxes on your car, if you happen to be in an area that pays that, tolls, gas taxes, which by the way, in the least onerous state of the union is 44 cents a gallon. In the least onerous state of the union, that tax is 44 cents a gallon. Actually, it was 44 cents a gallon, since I know for a fact that gas prices did not drop below about $1.20. And that was when gas was selling for negative 12 cents a gallon. Let me say that again. The lowest price, the lowest gas prices in America didn't go below $1.20. And the price of gasoline was in the minus. It was minus 12 cents per gallon. Effectively zero. All of the money that you paid for gas, when we hit that, when oil hit the negative and gasoline was hitting the negative price tag, all of that money that you were paying for, for gasoline, all of it was tax. What are we paying? $3 a gallon, $3.50 a gallon right now? That puts your gas tax at $1.50. That's almost 50% of it, almost 50% of the price tag on the gas. And then the secret tax, the number one secret tax, the best secret tax is inflation. They're conning you and telling you that it's 7.5%. It's not seven and a half percent. If you run the numbers the way they did back when it was like the other record, remember they've been the headline has been inflation, seven and a half percent, highest rate in 40 years. Well, if you go back those 40 years to 1982 and you run the numbers the way they ran them in 1982, you find out that the inflation rate's the highest since 1946. And that the inflation rate's actually between 15 and 18 percent. So let's go. 18 cents on the dollar means that you your spending power is 82 cents. 22% of that goes to federal taxes. So your spending power just went down to 60 cents. Nine cents on average goes to your state. So now you're down to 51 cents. 51 cents. And that doesn't even include the sales tax. Because if you add in another six, between 6 and 8%, depending on your state, boom, now you're down to 46%. 46, 47%. Now you're actually less than half. Less than half. Let's put this in perspective. The first four hours of your day at work, assuming you work an eight-hour shift, is all for Uncle Sam. Or whatever, you know, whatever the moniker is for the one in, in Canada or Europe or wherever. And if you go to Canada and you go out to Europe, that number actually jumps and it's actually closer to 30% that you get to keep. And most of the rest is being inflated away, taxed away, feed away, tariffed away, dutied away, VAT taxed away. 
I would be royally angry if I was living in France and the first five and a half hours of my eight hour day. Excuse me. I think they have a 35 hour work week standard. The first five hours of my seven hour day all all basically gets eaten up by the by the French government and the European Union. If you're working and you're getting a paycheck, half of your day, everything from when you get to work until you go to lunch, you that's not even yours. If you're paying property taxes on your home, you, you don't own your house. If you're paying property taxes on your car, you don't own your car. Actually, let's be real. If you don't pay for that re- for that annual registration or biannual registration for your car, you don't actually own your car. Because if you owned your car, then you wouldn't have to worry about paying that tax. You can just drive your car wherever you want. Is it any wonder that this government has decided that they own your body? They decided they owned your body long ago. The question is, is how long are we going to let this go? I don't know if Canada has a recall process. I know America doesn't. The closest thing we have to a recall process is rising up and getting our states to invoke the clause of the Constitution that calls for a constitutional convention and fire all of these retards and rewrite the laws. We have reached this point. I'm not even joking. The very second they breathe this, this had better for all of you who were willing to accept the vaccines and willing to accept the mask mandates and willing to accept all the other stuff. I'm telling you right now, this is the last viable red line. When the federal government actually comes out in the open and tells you that they're going to seize your money, which by the way, I'm going to tell you right now, it's not like they're not doing it anyway, but when they start talking about it, you had better be ready to stand up. This is out of control. This is beyond. I can't even say that this is diabolical. This is, this, I gotta be honest, like, let's be real for just a moment. There's a certain level of depravity that even the demons won't hang around for. Because you've gone so far beyond the natural law that even demons don't hang around. And I would not be surprised if this level of massive usury, this level of oppression actually makes the demons sit back and go, you know what? Man, we don't even have to do anything with the human race anymore because now they're on their cycle to screw themselves over permanently. And it will carry on in an ever-increasing vicious cycle, which, by the way, is a technical term. Vicious cycle that will continue to add on itself until it finally burns itself out in a blaze of nuclear fire. They get your banks? Do you understand what that means? What would it mean if, you know, let's see, we just passed the middle of the month. What would it mean if you go to actually check your bank account, you go to make that purchase on on Amazon or Walmart or whatever, you go to swipe that credit card and you're declined because because your money's been frozen. You can't buy food, you can't buy firewood, you can't buy gas, you can't buy anything. What is it going to take for you to realize that by opening this door, you're there. It's done. Everybody was worried about the Build Back Better bill. Well, newsflash, this is it. Because this is what they wanted to be able to do. And if we let this slide, 
There's no parallel economy that you can build here. Not for most people. We don't have the ability to mint money. We don't have the ability to exchange on the level that we would need to exchange in order to survive this under normal circumstances. I thought for sure it was going to be the advent of the digital currency. And to be sure, that's a part of it. Dear family, this is it. This right here, if this is confirmed to be true, and I really hate to say it, it looks like from the citations they have in here, it is. If this is true, I mean, it's Canada for crying out loud. Like, let's be real for just a moment. Who would have thought that it was going to be Canada that was going to be ground zero? Who would have thought that a protest in Ottawa with a bunch of the friendliest freaking people that I have ever known in my life, even like, no joke, I'm not even joking. These guys are so polite. They're polite even when they're screwing you over most of the time. I had a run-in with Canadian Border Patrol when I was PCSing to Alaska. And admittedly, I didn't even know what due diligence looked like in crossing the border, so I didn't do my due diligence. But they were never anything other than professional. They were never anything other than polite. They didn't cuss. They didn't yell. They didn't scream. They didn't look at me sarcastically. This is Canada, of all places. Like, in all honesty, I'm, I kind of want to say I've never, ever thought, I would have never thought that Canada would go this far. I would have never thought. To my Canadian friends, to my friends in Canada, and I know you're out there because I just talked to at least two of you today. <laughs> Please confirm whether or not this is true for me. Because this is going to have a massive change. It doesn't look like an attack on the person because it's like, oh, well, it's just seizing the money. This is actually an attack on the person. This is an attack on individual sovereignty, individual agency, and this may as well be an attempted murder. I'm not joking. We're there. That's where this is. And for everybody who doubts me, riddle me this, Batman. If all of your money was gone in five minutes, your credit cards were shut down, how long could you live? That's what's on the table here. If your bank account was frozen, your credit cards were frozen, you had no access to money, just think about it where you are right now. You're not off, you know, halfway or all the way across the country protesting. Just you right there in your home. If you were cut off from the money that you have been grown accustomed to using for the, for the exchange of goods and services tonight, how many days could you survive? Because unless 
you actually have already gotten your emergency supplies. And unless you've already taken, like no joke, unless you've already taken care of all of that stuff, you've got extra firewood or whatever, extra water. How long could you survive with no access to any money? Doesn't matter how much you work. How long could you keep food on the table for your children? How long do you keep the lights on in your house? How long before the banks come knocking at that door to foreclose? How long before the repo man comes to get that car you're still making payments on? Dear family, that's where we're at. That's what Trudeau has just done. This isn't just war. This is what this is what the UK did to Germany that started the Second World War. This is a blockade. It's a digital blockade, but it is still a blockade. This is what this is what we did to Russia at the collapse of the Soviet Union. The same blockade. Which by the way, for those of you who support sanctions, that's what this is. It's what we've been doing to Iran. And don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan of the, of the government of Iran. I want the Shah. Like, I, I would much rather the Shah over the Ayatollah. <clears throat> but it's not the Ayatollah suffering. It's the people. The Ayatollah is still, you know, doing his thing. It's the people who are suffering from, the, from these sanctions. These guys just put it in perspective. They just lit it up. They just managed to take a bright, shining spotlight and shine on it. This is what Western governments do to anybody who says, we want to rule ourselves. This is what democracy looks like in their eyes. This is what you need to be preparing for. This. This right here is what you need to be preparing for. You need to be preparing for them to literally just flip the switch and turn off all of your resources. We talk about energy shortages. We talk about food shortages. We talk about fuel shortages. Let me ask you this, dear family. How are you going to buy any food if you don't have any money because they turned off your bank account? Do I have a plan forward? There's one coagulating in my brain. Coalescing would be a better word. But it's not something I'm about to share with you publicly on this podcast. At least not until the idea is fully formed. And it's fully formed in a manner that cannot be resisted. It's fully formed in a manner that guarantees that no matter what these demons do, They will never be able to justify themselves in the eyes of anyone. This, I don't even think the Soviet Union did this. Like, seriously. I don't even, like, this just, maybe? I know Nazi Germany didn't do it. They just show up and arrest you. Send you, put you in a train and send you off to a camp. This? 
Are you kidding me right now? When you pair this up with the fact that all of those truckers that were traveling across the country, when they would approach the provincial borders that were passing from one province into the other, the government already knew they were coming. They were already tracking their cell phones. They already knew who they were because they were tracking their cell phones and using the app, the Vaxport app. The government already knows everybody who's located in all of these protests. They already know who they are by name, by phone number, what their bank accounts are. I can guarantee that part because that's just a short trip. And they have their geolocation based on that demonic leash that everybody keeps in their pocket. There is no reason why the government of Canada can't just choke everyone out financially. Every single person. Is that the power that you want to have in the hands of a substitute school teacher named Justin Trudeau? I thought he looked stupid before. He looks straight diabolical now. And this is exactly what weak, petulant, Luciferian leaders do. And I say Luciferian because, I mean, let's be real. Tell me this isn't completely from the devil. Look me in the eye. Well, look me in the podcast and tell me this isn't from the devil. I honestly, I did not expect actually, because legit, I literally, I I sat down, I was publishing the other episode and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Let's see what this is. And then boom, there it is. On the martyr's day. St. Valentine. I really honestly hope if you celebrated St. Valentine's Day in the traditional materialist way that you did, that those chocolates were worth it. I would recommend that you toss them in the garbage, get down on your knees before the foot of the cross, and start praying a rosary. Start praying, or start praying the chaplet of Our Lady of Sorrow. Start praying, it actually bumped that. Download the chaplet to the holy face. And start making reparation for communism. Because, because the devotion to the holy face is directly, directly the weapon against communism. Mike at RTF has been saying it. I've said it on this podcast. Steven Census Fidelium has said it. The devotion to the holy face is the weapon against this evil. Because I'm going to be blunt. They can hit those, those few keystrokes from anywhere in the world and cut you off. The mark of the beast isn't a specific technology. It's not the microchip. It's not your cell phone. It's not your credit card. The mark of the beast is obedience to the world economics system. The mark of the beast is obedience to the government over obedience to God. That's the mark of the beast. I don't understand why everybody, why everybody was like, oh, hey, they're going to go through. He's going to go around and mark everybody's heads. He's already done that. Particularly if you're Catholic, you know, that's already been done. It happened at your baptism. It happened again at your confirmation. The mark of the beast is abandoning the Catholic faith and following the world. 
And I got to be honest with you, I have a hard time believing that we're not there. That we're not actually quickly approaching the final curtain call. This right here. This actually pretty much tra- like it's the trigger. It's the proof. I'm sitting there. I'm going, well, it might be here, might be there, this, that, and the other. Like I was kind of finagle- finagling through it, but we've already crossed beyond it. We didn't even know. This is the beast system. You either obey or you're cut off. You won't be able to buy. You won't be able to sell. And I don't know how you make it more clear than this right here with the marsh with, with this, with this law instituted by Canada. And you don't think the cup, co- the other governments are looking at this going, Hey, if this works, it's going to be great. We'll have it. It's done. It's over. People will be limited to the cash or the gold or the silver or whatever it is that they happen to have in their possession. And that is it. Holy cow, I walked right into it and I didn't even realize we were already there. It's already done. That whole beast of this that whole beast system. This isn't something that's being built. It's already too late. To my to my dearest friends in the trucker convoy out there. You're going to want to pull back and regroup. You're going to want to figure something else out. You're going to want like, and when I say pull back and regroup, I mean, just pull yourself into a little room and start talking about it and figure out what your next move is. We already, we all already know that it cannot be a violent move. But you need to put together a plan to move forward. Dear family, pray for the church, pray for the nation, pray for the Canadian truckers, and pray for the conversion of this nitwit school teacher, Justin Trudeau. He is a Catholic. If there's any more grace that God is looking to pour out onto him for his conversion, he's eligible for it, clearly. So pray for his conversion. Pray for some level of intervention. And while you're at it, pray for his conversion and the conversion of Joe Biden, because this didn't pop up out of the brain of a school teacher. This is a monster straight out, straight out of the cabinet of the White House. Because the White House has BlackRock advising them, hedge fund managers, financial, quote unquote, experts. And you're not going to convince me that this was just, oh, Trudeau pulled this out of his butt after talking to the Biden administration and Biden didn't have anything to do with it. If they're looking at doing it to, in, in Canada, I can assure you they're going to be looking to do that here. They may already be planning it. Best I can tell it's what it looks like. We've been seeing the murmurings. We've seen the small pieces. GoFundMe actually did the big one, but this right here is the, this right here is the big tomato. Prayer and penance. Viva Cristo Rey. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen.